You know, there are some things, if you look back to your childhood, that you never remember not knowing about or hearing about, if you know what I mean. It's not like, oh, I remember where I was when I first heard about that. It seems to me that Pearl Harbor is one of those things. It's just, you know, I always knew that Pearl Harbor was a thing. And today it is the 80th anniversary of the December 7th attack on Pearl Harbor. And National Resources Canada is helping mark the occasion before we get to that discussion here is um, a little excerpt I took from a newsreel footage uh, from back in the day after the attack of Pearl Harbor. A single lucky hit was responsible for the disaster that befell the Arizona when a Jap bomb falling directly through one of the battleship's funnels exploded in the engine room and set ablaze tons of fuel oil. Dense black smoke billowed to the sky as the massive control tower began to keel over. The Arizona's courageous crew stuck to its guns until the very end. Here was displayed heroism that will live forever in the glorious annals and traditions of the American Navy. That, of course, uh, you know, if you were offended by any of the language used, keep in mind that is from back in the day, from news, news real, foot, real footage from uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor. The USS Arizona did indeed suffer a direct hit, as mentioned in the newsreel. And um, it is actually the subject of uh, what's going on right now in Hamilton of our next segment. And they are using it to uh, create Medals of Freedom. Philip Dauphin is Director General of CanMet M- M- Materials, and he joins the show. Welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Good to be on. Thank you very much, Kelly. You are part of a really interesting collaboration right now. Uh, can you tell us what you're doing at that Hamilton Laboratory in order to help mark the 80th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor and specifically the sinking of the USS Arizona? Yes, we were approached about two months ago by the managing director of the Lauren F. Bruner USS Arizona Memorial Foundation. Um, they were looking for a, an organization that could roll steel, um, so take it from an inch and a half thickness down to about uh, less than two millimeters thick. Um, so this is an industrial process known, known as rolling um, and uh, is done everywhere in steel mills, but um, we have unique capability that allows us to roll small quantities of metal without disrupting production. And we were the only lab that they found that could do this. That's interesting because we actually have a Canadian connection to uh, the USS Arizona. Can you give us some background on that? Yes. So of the 1,500-plus crew that were on the Alabama, six were Canadian. And five of those six were killed um, through the, the devastating blow that she suffered. So as your newsreel indicated, a single bomb fell and uh, engulfed the, the entire ship in a massive ball of fire. And Lauren Bruner was the second last man to leave the ship alive. He was burned on almost three quarters of his body, had been shot, and he went hand over hand on a cable that lay, was laid 75 feet above the water between two ships. And he was the second last man to make it out alive. Philippe, what, what are you what are you planning on doing exactly with the ingots? Because I know they've sent you the ingots, which are actually pieces of the USS Arizona that the Americans had salvaged. And and what's what happens to them, and how do you uh, begin uh, prepping them to become uh, freedom medals? Yes. So first, uh, the the metal, the steel was completely corroded for, for 
having been out in the elements for 80 years. So it was um, transformed into stainless steel. So they added nickel and chromium to the molten steel to turn it into stainless steel. And then they sent us those uh, ingots. And so we're heating um, one of the ingots this afternoon to 1,100 degrees Celsius. Then we're going to take it out of the furnace and roll it down to about four millimeters thickness. Um, After that, what we'll have to do is um, modify the configuration of our rolling mill and do a a last pass as cold rolling to bring it down to 1.6 millimeter thickness. Once once we're done, we are going to ship it back to the foundation. They have a shop that's going to laser cut a stylized A for Arizona, and that A is going to be pressed into that Medal of Freedom that's going to be made available to the public um, to raise funds for the foundation. Can you speak to the significance of the timing of you rolling out that ingot this afternoon? So when, when uh, I heard that we, we could be doing this, um, I looked at the calendar and said, well, if we get the, the ingots on time, we could uh, do the rolling exactly to the minute at the 80-year mark of that devastating blow that, that she suffered. And so we are going to open the furnace door this afternoon at 2.05, which is the moment the bomb exploded on board Arizona, um, and just before that, we'll, we'll just uh, have a moment of silence for the men who, who lost their lives that morning. I can't be the only one that just got shivers with that, like from the toes right on up. Uh, that's pretty powerful. Are you expecting that to be emotional for you? I mean, I would imagine rolling steel is not the most uh, emotional endeavor. It's not, but th- this uh, is really, you, you said shivers, it, it, it does give me the chills. Um, This is um, a a momentous occasion. It also connects the lab to its origins. So the physical metallurgy research lab, the the ancestor to CanMet materials, was created in 1942 to help Canada with its war effort. And one of the first things our metallurgists did at the time was um, develop a new way of producing the steel so that the tracks on Canadian tanks would last more than 80 kilometers before failing. And the scientists were successful, and by the time the the project was over, the tanks could do 800 kilometers before a breakdown of their tracks. Fascinating. So this is full circle in in several different ways when it comes to uh, your lab. This will be the first and only time I understand that steel from the ship will be available to ordinary uh, citizens. They'll be going for a thousand U.S. apiece, and the objective is to remember the one thousand one hundred and seventy-seven men who perished that that morning. Until now, steel from uh, Pearl Harbor and the ships that went down had only been available to museums. I mean, this is going to be a part of history that that you are uh, rolling today. It is going to be part of history. And, and as you said, um, so uh, I've, I've heard reactions where people say this is a, a sacred grave and you shouldn't uh, disturb it. They, they took the uh, superstructure out of the water uh, in the late 50s when they con- built the memorial, the USS Arizona Memorial, and they have been cutting pieces of Arizona since then to send to museums, as you said, and also each uh, ship of the U.S. Pacific Fleet has a, a rivet that came from USS Arizona so that their sailors are connected to those men who lost their lives on, on December 7, 1941. 
Isn't that fascinating? And you guys are going to be uh, rolling out that ingot this afternoon. I, uh, I, I, we're all behind you. I think we're all fascinated by this story. I can't see how anybody listening right now is not, uh, for lack of a better word, riveted by what you're talking about. It's, uh, it's a brilliant piece of history to be part of, and you're doing some important work. And it's, it's great to hear that it's happening just down the, the road from us here in Toronto and Hamilton. Yes, it, it is amazing. Thank you, Thank very, you much. very much, Philip. Have yourself a fantastic afternoon. Uh, Philip Dauphine is Director General of CanMet Materials, where that ingot will be rolled out and turned into Medals of Freedom in honor of the USS Arizona on the 80th anniversary of the pro- attack on Pearl Harbor.